Okay, you guys, here we go. She Runs Ultras, episode number 69. And this episode kicks off a new six-part series that we're going to do over the coming weeks all about how to successfully run your first 50K. I know that there are a lot of you guys out there who are listening to the show sort of in anticipation of running their first ultra, trying to gather up all of the knowledge, all of the resources. And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to map it out step by step on how to do it successfully. And going into your first 50K, you're probably having all sorts of thoughts rattling around in your brain. And if you're anything like me, you were really amped to hit the sign up button. And then almost immediately afterwards, you had this very swift panic of what the hell did I just do? (laughs) Because that was me. And if that is also you, don't worry. This series is going to help you sort out everything that you need to know and to do to successfully complete your first 50K, to show up with confidence so that you can run and have a really great race. And then If after listening to this, you really feel like you need more help at the end of the episode, I'll tell you what you can do and how to get it, okay? So let's just dive straight in. This episode is going to be all about goals and expectations. So you're thinking about signing up for your first first 50K, or maybe you have already signed up and now you're trying to figure out what do I do next? Like what's the first step in the process to accomplishing this goal? And That first step, the place that I like to go right out of the gate is to start with my goals and my expectations because this is going to help you get into the right frame of mind for your training. And those of you guys that have been training for a while sort of know that like if you are out of the right frame of mind or if you're sort of like all out of sorts, it's going to be really hard to get focused and do what you need to do. So understanding goals and expectations for your training and for this race will also help you to focus whenever you sort of veer off track, because that's really common, um, especially over time. If you've been training for a prolonged period of time, you sort of like become more lax about things and having goals and expectations that you can refer back to become really helpful. So if you're in a position to do to do so, I want you to get out a piece of paper um, or start a blank note on your phone or your computer and sort of go through this process with me and like answer some of these questions. Um, And if you can't do that right now, just save the episode and come back to it and do it later. So if you're out on a run or if you're driving, whatever, just listen and sort of map things out in your brain and then go back and actually write them down because I want you to have something to refer back to, not just a memory, because if your memory is like my memory, it's not going to hold this information. Okay. So Your goals for what you want to accomplish with this race will do three things for you, okay? Number one, it's going to serve as your roadmap for your training. And we're sort of going to walk through each of these things. So it's going to serve as your roadmap for your training. Number two, your goals and your expectations will ground you when and if you start to get caught up in the frenzy of training or what other people say or comparing yourself to others or if you get into some sort of like negative downward spiral, having these goals and expectations will ground you. And the third thing is they're going to be how you measure your success or failure, okay? Now, I think it's safe to assume that you have already set the goal to finish the race that you have signed up for. I mean, I I don't really know anyone that signs up for a race and doesn't want to finish or doesn't intend on finishing. But my point here is that just finishing is not a specific enough goal 
It's not enough of a challenge. Okay. Now I know some of you are listening to this and you're like, uh, actually, yeah, Megan, it is <laughs> like, this is my first 50 K. What do you expect of me? Uh, and I'm going to challenge you on that. Okay. Because as your virtual coach, it's my job to sort of push back on you and get you to think about this a little bit more. We'll talk about that more in a minute, but back to your goals. If you have any doubts about whether the goal that you've set for yourself is big enough or specific enough, you can run it through the lens of those three things that I just mentioned, right? So will that my goal serve as a roadmap for my training? Meaning, will it require me or you to do a specific set of things that will produce a specific result? And we'll go through, we'll go through, um, uh, an example here in a second, but I just want to sort of reinforce this, that you can actually use those three things to help you decide whether your goals are specific and big enough, or as I like to say, scary enough. So the second one is again, will that goal ground me in what I need to do or to focus on when I get caught up in whatever is going on in the world around me? Like, will that help me refocus and get back to what needs to be done? right? Will that provide some clarity? Will that provide some inspiration or some motivation or some drive? And then the third one was, will that goal clearly define what success or failure looks like for you? And I just want to say the for you piece is really important. Success or failure is totally independent of everybody else. It is solely focused on you, what your definition of that is. Okay. So even if you're running the same race with a friend, even if you have the same time objective or finishing objective, your success or failure in that race is defined by you, not by anybody else. Okay. So if you've got a pen and paper or your phone or whatever handy, I want you to start to list out all of the goals that you want to set for your upcoming 50K. And remember, just finishing is not one of them. In fact, straight straight away right now, I want you to write or type finish the race at the top of the page because that way your brain will just let that one go and you can stop focusing on just finish as being your main objective and you can start generating other goals. Don't censor yourself here as you're doing this. Don't limit yourself. Just write down a bunch of goals, regardless of whether or not you think, and I use think in air quotes here, regardless of whether or not you think you can achieve them. Just start listing goals, all the goals. And I'm going to keep going here. I'm going to keep talking. But if you're doing this exercise in real time, I want you to hit pause and set yourself a timer or just, you know, spend no more than three minutes to think and write down all the goals that you have for this upcoming 50K. Okay, by now, you should have a list of anywhere from, I'd say like five to 10 goals. If you have more, that's okay. I'd rather you have more and whittle down the list. But if you have less, like if you just thought, finish the race and don't die. (laughs) If those were the only two goals that you came up with, I want you to hit pause and generate at least five more goals. And I wanna give you some examples here because maybe what's happening is that you're thinking too narrow about what your goals should be. And oftentimes this happens, especially, um, I see it a lot in runners that, and myself included, because this, it took me a long time to sort of get out of this phase that I'm going to talk about and into the phase that we're working on right now, which is focusing on goals that really don't have a whole hell of a lot to do with time. So 
if you're coming from a road running background or if you've been road running for a long time, much of our, oh, I'm going to loosely use the phrase worth as runners is often dictated or measured by our pace, our finishing time, our PRs, our BQs, like, you know, all of these things. When you transition to trails, there's a whole other set of things that come into play and there's more more for you to accomplish, more challenges, more obstacles that have really nothing to do with time. So your list could look something like this. So here's just, I did a quick sort of brain dump of some possible goals that I could have around finishing a 50K or anybody, right? So at the top of my list, it says finish the race. That's a given. You signed up for the race. You're going to finish this race come hell or high water. Okay. And if you're not feeling that way now, I promise you by the end of this series of podcast episodes, you're going to be way more confident and you're going to have all the tools that you need in order to do it. Okay. So just hang in here with me, really let your brain sort of open up and just absorb this information. So my sort of mock example here is finish the race, finish in under eight hours. Okay. And the next one is maintain a 12 minute mile pace. These are just random numbers I picked out of the air, you guys. So don't be thinking like, oh, I have to run my 50K in under eight hours. I have to maintain a 12 minute mile pace. No, I just pulled random numbers. I don't even know if that math works for a 50K. Didn't even do the math. All I care about is giving you examples of possible goals. Okay. The next one on my list is don't have any GI issues, any stomach issues. That one's really common. So when I make a list of goals for my races, that one's always on there. (laughs) Another one is don't go out too fast. Don't start the race too fast. Another one is listen to my body so that I don't get injured again. This is a really common one, right? There are a lot of runners out there that have injuries, recurring injuries. And so not wanting to get injured again is a big goal. So those are some options, different sort of categories of goals that you can have on your list. Okay. So if you only generated two goals, finish the race and don't die. I want you to go back and and generate some more. Start to think about the things that are potential issues for you, things that you're scared or nervous about. Like what are the goals that you want to sort of overcome in this race? Um, Goals and or challenges. Okay. Let's just throw that little caveat in there. So before we go on, I want to just say when it comes to goal setting, One of the objections I hear a lot is, well, I don't know if this is a, air quotes, good goal or not. Like, I don't know. I don't know if, is eight hours a good finishing time for 50K? Like, I don't know. What should my goal be? I hear that a lot. Or the next, the next one that I hear quite frequently is, well, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this or not. Meaning I'm going to set this goal It's going to be a little bit beyond my current capability, but I don't really know if I'm going to be able to do this or not. The only person that can determine whether a goal is good, again, air quotes, good or not, is you. Okay? And you have to hone the skill of understanding what's currently within your capability and what's just beyond. And we always want to be striving for what's just beyond our current capability because that's what's going to push us and to grow and change and improve. Otherwise, it's going to be Groundhog Day every day, all day long. All right. So that's what we don't want. So 
I don't know if your goals that you've written on your list right now are good or not, or if you're going to be able to do them or not. That's for you to work through, okay? And I'm going to sort of teach you how to do that over the next couple of podcast episodes. But don't be in such a rush to try to compare your goals to my goals or to anybody else's. I really want you to sort of hone and develop this skill of understanding where you're at right now and what's just beyond your current capability so that we can set that goal and work towards it so that you're constantly evolving and growing and getting better, all right? And as a side note, just the, the term good, the, the, the word good is not something that I would use to describe a goal. It's way too ambiguous. What makes a goal good, right? What's good for me might not be good for you, might not be good for the next person and so on and so forth. So what really is good, okay? Um, and this is all sort of a, a part of a bigger discussion around goals and goal settings. And we really get into this more in depth in Run Your First 50K. But for now, all I want you to do is just start wrapping your brain around what your goals for this upcoming race are going to be. And then using those goals to map out your training and manage your expectations. Okay, so now you've got your list of goals in front of you. And we're going to take it one step further. I want you to rank them in order of importance to you. All right, so if you're doing this live, hit pause and just sort of make a note, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. which one is the most important to you. In our mock example list, one of the ways that you could sort of uh, rank them would be to, to go this way, okay? So if I were the mock person who set the goal to run a 50K and one of my goals was to finish in under eight hours, Maybe that was like the most important thing to me. Like maybe eight hours is technically the cutoff for the race, like the overall cutoff. So my first goal, first and foremost, is not only to finish the race, but also to finish in under eight hours. Okay, so that's really important. So I'm going to put that one number at number one. That time does not have to be your number one goal. Okay, let me just make that abundantly clear. Okay, and I'm actually preferred if it wasn't your number one goal, but more on that to come. The next goal that I put was don't go out too fast. The next one after that, I put don't have any GI issues. Following that was to maintain the 12 minute mile pace. After that, listen to my body so that I don't get injured again. And what I actually did was take the very first thing at the top, finish the race and put it at the very bottom because that's a given, right? We're going to finish this race come hell or high water, as my grandmother used to say, right? You were going to do this come hell or high water. So the cool thing about this is that now you actually have the roadmap to your training. You literally just created the way in which you're going to achieve your goals. And in order to do that, you're just going to have to practice a certain subset of skills during training that lead to these results, right? Finishing in under eight hours, not going out too fast, not having any GI issues, maintaining a 12 minute mile pace, listening to my body, and of course, finishing the race, right? Now, if you're listening to this and you're like, but wait, I don't understand. What are the specific skills? I want you to just go back to your list and start to think, what do I need to do in order to finish in under eight hours, right? Well, I probably have to be adequately trained. I have to have a relatively long stretch of time on my feet. I need to get my pacing down. I need to understand what the terrain of the race is going to be. 
to not go out too fast. I need to practice. Maybe I do some smaller races and I practice putting myself sort of at the back of the pack so that I don't get caught up in the wave. Maybe I practice doing some shorter races and again, do the same thing. Don't get caught up in the wave or really consciously slow myself down. Like you can start to see how just by setting these goals and setting these intentions to accomplish these things that you now have the roadmap to what you need to do during training. All right. So as I mentioned earlier, when and if you lose focus on your way during your training, and let me just as a side note, inevitably you're going to get distracted, okay? Like it happens. Typically your training plan is anywhere from, you know, 16 to 20 to 24 weeks. That's a long time. It's inevitable that you will become distracted or lose focus or your attention will get pulled away. When you come back, you'll have this list to refer back to in order to put you right back on track. Okay. And as a separate side note, if you are away from your training from sort of an extended period of time, you're not going to pick up right back where you left off. And this is sort of a topic for a future episode, but I just want to seed the idea right now. You're not going to pick up right where you left off, but again, you'll use this list of goals to help you identify where you are now, where you are with your current training and where you need to go in order to achieve that objective. Like, what do I need to do from where I am now to get to where I want to go? Okay. Now, before I wrap up, I want to talk about expectations for a minute because this will be your first 50K and there are a lot of unknowns, a lot of things that for you that can make it feel maybe scary or overwhelming. And I want to just sort of set your mind at ease. All right. If you listened to the worst case scenario episode that I did a few episodes back, some of this will sound familiar, but I want to take you to the places that you might not necessarily go on your own with the intent of helping you to get more comfortable being uncomfortable. All right. So if this again is your first 50K and you're feeling a little overwhelmed, a little stressed out, maybe it's a little outside your comfort zone, good. Okay, this is what's, this is the feeling that we want to sort of pull from that's going to cause us to create change, do things differently, stretch outside our comfort zone, grow, change, and evolve. But that's not necessarily the most comforting thought. So let's just sort of talk about expectations, things that you should expect during your first 50K. All right, this is not a comprehensive list, but I really want to touch on the the big ones, Okay. I want you to expect to make mistakes, both in training and during the race, okay? Especially if this is your first one, mistakes are normal across the board, but if this is your first 50K, you're going to make a lot of mistakes. Just don't lose the lesson of what that mistake is teaching you, okay? So don't get so worked up that you just lose the lesson, So if you got GI issues, what was the thing that led to those issues? Okay, so just don't lose the lesson that that mistake is trying to teach you. I also want you to expect to simultaneously be faster and slower than other runners around you. Okay, someone's always going to be faster than you. Someone's always going to be slower than you. You're running your own race. Okay, focus on executing your plan and don't get distracted by others. Speaking of planning, I want you to expect that things aren't going to happen as planned, okay? You should just assume that 
everything and nothing is going to go as planned. And if you do that, if you expect that nothing's going to happen the way you want it to, and you plan for it, you're actually going to be better prepared. Okay, so if you have a contingency for a contingency for a contingency, you already sort of know, okay, if this happens, then I'm going to do this. And if that doesn't work, then I'm going to do this and so on and so forth versus everything's going to be great. I have everything mapped out. I'm going to arrive on time. My stomach is going to behave. I'm not going to forget anything. The weather's going to be beautiful. It's just going to be unicorns and rainbows all around. (laughs) Okay. And I want that for you for your first race. But the reality is that is not going to happen. Something is going to go wrong or awry and you're going to have to deal with it. Okay. So just expect that things aren't going to happen as planned and do your best to prepare for it. Something else that sort of ties into that very nicely is expect a lot of highs and a lot of lows. Okay. And when it comes to ultras, this is just the name of the game. They often talk about riding the wave with the high highs and the low lows and just sort of going with the flow, knowing that, you know, uh, on the, on the upswing of a low is another high and on the downswing of a high is another low. And you just have to navigate this wave or ride the wave because the situation is fluid. It's going to change. Stuff's going to happen, but just expect that again, things aren't going to always go as planned and that you're not always going to feel awesome, but you're also not always going to feel like shit. Like it doesn't always get worse. That's another thing. Okay. And then the last one is I want you to just expect to make friends and have a ton of fun because that's really the name of the game. All right. When we talk about the six pillars of ultra fun is one of those things. All right. So if you go in here into this first race and you're just head down, drive hard, don't talk to anyone, don't, you know, don't look up, don't make friends, don't talk to anybody else. Your first 50K experience is probably not going to be nearly as fun as it could be if you were head up, engaging with the people around you, chit-chatting, talking with the aid station workers, making friends, like, you know, have fun, all right? This isn't a road race. (laughs) Just kidding. Road races are fun too, but they're fun in a completely different way, all right? But I want you to have fun at your first 50K, and I want you to crush it too, okay? Which is the whole reason we're going to do this six-part series. So, Let's stop there because I want you to work on this stuff, sort of open your brain, let it all absorb in, and I want you to get this list nailed down before we move on. Because in the next episode, we're going to talk about the actual training plan for your 50K, what you'll do, when you'll do it, including specific types of running workouts. We'll talk about strength and mobility and walking and all of that stuff. So for that episode, you're going to want to have a calendar up in front of you and your training plan, as well as something, again, to take notes with, because we're going to cover a lot of ground, all right? At the very beginning of this episode, I mentioned a way for you to get more personalized coaching on running your first 50K. And the best way that I know how to do that is for you to apply for the next round of Run Your First 50K. That's my group coaching program, all right? where we take all of this stuff, we break it down and we go real deep and you get personalized coaching on what you should be doing. So if you're fuzzy in one area, you just don't know how to do it. You want some help. You want me to have a look at certain things and give you personalized feedback. That's the place. So go to run your first 50k.com. It's all one word smashed together 
www.onthefront.com on the end. And that's where you're going to get more details about the program. And that's where you're going to go to submit your, your application for the next round. All right. Okay, you guys, that's all for this episode. Enjoy this beat and I'll see you all soon. Oh, 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 oh,